It's time for Morning Soul Shine with Bridget, a podcast where we interview people who express their stories of triumph. I'm your host, Certified Life and Mindset Coach, Bridget Gibson. Car Obey is a passionate, accountable, and benevolent leader committed to helping people develop foundational life skills to elevate into the highest expressions of themselves He is a published author, keynote speaker, spoken word poet, engineer, entrepreneur, educator, financial advisor. Coach Bay is the creator of his foundational life coaching practice, Habit to Greatness, LLC, Accountability and Coaching, whose mission is to guide professionals to make every moment count. Welcome, Bakar Obey. Oh, thank you. Thank oh, okay, Coach Bacar. You can call me Coach Bacar. Last well, Bacar time for you short. said your friends called you <laughs> Bacardi B. <laughs> Bacardi B. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, I'll keep it professional today. Yes, that's <laughs> it's Coach Bacar. That's one name I picked up uh, just from being myself, you know, living my, my own path, living my journey. And uh, I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. This yeah, conversation I'm excited. With you today how to get about unstuck. How to you get know, unstuck. I, I'm gonna start off, you know, with some of my personal information. Okay, so I have high blood pressure, and I'm also overweight. So it's not a secret, and I'm I'm, I'm working on it. Okay, so our company offered, mm. uh, they collaborated with this organization, right, to help us people who have diabetes and high blood pressure control, you know, control or maintain what they're doing. So I get this scale and high blood pressure machine in the mail, right? Very nice equipment. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. So I'll be able to just check everything, you know, whenever I get ready, right? And so I put the batteries in and I downloaded the app. Guess what? They can see all my information accountability accountability and you know since i've been having that scale and that monitor i've been using it because i have somebody watching me and and it's not just bridget you know just bridget saying oh okay i think i'll decide today i really have somebody pushing me and that's what coaches are for and so i'm so glad that you're here to coach us through this thing and today we're going to talk about being unstuck. So I'm going to let <laughs> yeah. you have it. Well, I think the example that you shared there is uh, just recognizing um, where you are. First, I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. so important to take inventory of your life and where you are and where you want to be going. Right. And if there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be, um, one of the things that, that causes people to get stuck is okay. really believing that they can't do anything to change it, right? And I'm, I'm going to always bring it back to what is it that you believe? You know, the thoughts that you mm-hmm. have are going to drive the actions and activities that you create in your life. And so, you know, being stuck is, is a belief. It's a belief that something, mm-hmm. the things around you cannot change. It's a belief that you don't have the power to move in a different way or make different choices. And the reality is that we always have an opportunity to choose. 
right? Even the, the job or career that you're in, the, uh, the amount of exercise or the diet that you, you, you are, con how, you, mm -hmm. <laughs> how you consume food and things like that, mm -hmm. those are all choices that we make. Now, we may not be making them consciously. We may be making some of those choices automatically. We mm -hmm. may have allowed ourselves to get comfortable in a different space. Um, but the truth is that we always have the power to choose. And if you can make a different choice, mm -hmm. you can move yourself out of a space where you feel stuck. And I know for me, stagnation was something that um, I was constantly, okay. constantly, I would say afraid of not afraid in the sense that it paralyzed me mm -hmm. but it it motivated me it was a, a fear it was a state that i never imagined that i wanted to okay. stay in for very long right and so one of the things that that I, I share with people is like what action what movement can you make today in order to shift or create some new evidence okay that you're moving in a different direction, right? So if you feel stuck in, let's say your, your health, what's one thing, what's a small thing that you could do today and celebrate day after day after day? Uh, you know, so if, when you go to the grocery store, for example, if you know that you wanna eat healthier, mm -hmm. make healthier choices okay. at, at the grocery store, right? Because okay. if you don't have the unhealthy stuff at home with you, <laughs> yes. odds are you can't eat it, right? You can't eat it. So that's to start making, start making healthier choices and, and realizing that, like I said, you got to yeah. stop believing that you suck and believing that you do have a choice. So that's, that's usually where I start is empowering people with the choices that they do have and, and helping them to see that, you know, where they are in life is a result of the choices that they've made up to this point. So where they're going to go. Is going to be determined by You're the choices right. they you make know, from um, here. I, I tend to find that I'm an emotional eater, you know. So, yeah, I'm an emotional eater. Mm. So I'm just driven by whatever is happening in my life at that time, right? And so, and I can, I notice it. I, I can go from zero to 100, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, fasting mm -hmm. today. And then as soon as I get under some type of emotional strain, I'm like, uh-uh, I can't deal with this. I got to have some comfort, you know. And so I think the mindset mm. with me, it's not just getting unstuck, being unhealthy with unhealthy habits, but also trying to figure out what are those triggers and how to, and how to work on those triggers. Yes. Yeah, so so let's start with with that belief though, right? Because what you just said, I am an emotional mm -hmm. eater. You're defining yourself. You're saying something to yourself that you're training your mind, okay. your conscious and subconscious mind to believe, right? And so, if you want to be something different than an emotional eater, one of the things you have to start telling yourself is, I am. Okay. And then give a definition of something different. Hmm. I am a healthy eater. I am an accountable eater. I am a more responsible eater. I watch the foods that I eat and when I eat and why I eat. I am mindful of when 
I want to eat. That's good. Emotionally. That's good stuff. Cause I never thought about it like that. I always like, oh, I love sugar. Oh, I love, you know, and instead of saying, I love broccoli. <laughs> there you go. And that's, that's something that, um, James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, talks about is, uh, you know, the things that we say and do are like small votes mm -hmm. for the person that we, we wish to become, right? And there are times where we may not even be mm -hmm. conscious of the image that we're creating because we haven't spent time to, to okay. focus and direct where we want to go. We just accepted mm -hmm. something that was planted in us. We accepted something mm -hmm. that was programmed in us. And so I know in your conversation last week, you spoke about programming mm -hmm. and how we have to change our programming. And I know it starts with your thoughts and your words, your thoughts and your words and those beliefs are going to That's translate so into the actions that is and so habits good. that you Because the words create. of our mouth, we, whatever we speak, that's what we become or yeah, I never thought of it that way. Absolutely. Now it starts with the word, the. The, the thing that solidifies it, though, and really mm -hmm. moves you out of that place is you have to take action behind it, right? If you continue to tell yourself things that you don't do, you're going to mm -hmm. feel out of alignment with who you say you are. And so, and, and here's <laughs> where I, I, I often share with people where you got to create a sense of, of it has to be done like immediacy, immediately. How do you got to create some immediacy? Mm -hmm. I, I try to stay away from the sense of urgency because I don't, okay. I don't like to think of it as like an external sense of, of motion. But realize that all of the things that you've said and done up to this point okay. in your life carry weight in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, right? They're, they're believable because okay. you have evidence behind them, right? So if, if you say you love sugar, man, you can go back and reflect in your mind on all the, all the times you, you mm -hmm. exercise loving sugar. You're right. But if you, if you think about balancing a scale, if you really want to change that, that direction, you have to put as much, if not more focus and votes toward the things that you want to become differently. Now it can, the, the scales can swing really swiftly when you decrease the value of the things that you, you you've done in the past right so sure you know maybe i was in a bad relationship or i had a series of bad relationships well i don't need to go out and have you know if i had five bad relationships mm -hmm. i don't mean i need to go out and have five good relationships okay. in order to balance the scale but i i reduce the impact i i diminish to say you know what i learned the lessons from those bad relationships so that my next mm -hmm. relationship can be five times better That's than smart. any one of those, right? And put value toward toward uh, making making better choices for myself mm -hmm. that weigh heavier than the the past choices, right? We really have to to detach and reduce the value that we assign mm -hmm. to past activities and actions if we want to shift and go in a different direction. Um, I think the the thinking. The thinking, a lot of people only react, you know, it's not any thought going into what mm. we're doing. We're just reacting. So can you speak on, you know, reactive, uh, reactive emotions or reactive 
situations where we're not thinking through what we're doing. We're just doing it. I think that reacting to life circumstances comes from uh, us. It, it comes from your, your upbringing. It comes from mm -hmm. your experiences and exposures, right? If, if you grew up in an environment where there wasn't the emphasis mm -hmm. on thinking or planning ahead, you learn from your right. environment. We all learn from our environment. We may not internalize mm -hmm. everything, right? We may not, we may not associate personal value to everything that we experience, but we do learn. And subconsciously, the more we see something, the yeah. more normal it will appear, right? This is why people have to change their circles in order to say, oh, okay, the things that I'm thinking are You're more right. normal over here than over there. And it's kind of like finding your tribe, right? right? And so, finding, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and I want to get back to your, your point on how, how do we, that's okay. Forgive I'm me, I'm squirrel a little bit. We're talking about <laughs> instead of thinking, a lot of us react. Reacting, reacting. Okay. And I think that, that comes from like a survival state, right? That kind of fight or flight, uh, where one, there's some emotional Mm -hmm. um, I guess immaturity, right? If you think of like a child, children mm -hmm. are very, very reactive, right? They're impulsive, mm -hmm. right? And all of us have impulses. Um, some of us learn those through different experiences or just mm -hmm. a lack of awareness of ourselves to okay. act on those impulses all the time. Right? And it takes a bit of, again, mindfulness of reflection of uh, mm -hmm. reading and studying yourself, right? Because the, the work of studying yourself is, is never yeah. ending. It's ongoing, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to change and develop and grow all through our lives. And so if you, if you have been a reactive person, uh, it's probably because you, you've never given yourself a chance mm -hmm. to sit and think out your next moves. You've never given yourself a chance to think through mm -hmm. a situation or circumstance. Uh, because maybe being reactive was normal. Maybe being reactive was necessary. Maybe you, you've been telling yourself all your life, well, I have to do, mm -hmm. or somebody's been telling mm -hmm. you, you have to, have to, have to. And it's created this sense of, I have to react to everything somebody says I have to do. You know, like I have so to it all go goes to work. Back to, it all goes back to Not necessarily. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It starts with studying yourself and uh, addressing why you think the thoughts that you think, why you behave the way that you behave, um, and what impact mm -hmm. is that having on your life, right? Is that helping you mm -hmm. to become more the person that you want to be, or is it hurting you from becoming the person you want to be? And for some people, they don't. You know, when I, when I think of people who are, you know, working multiple jobs and have multiple children to care for, that Mm -hmm. They may feel they really have a, a moment to think for themselves because they okay. always have to be on the go just to survive. And so when we, when we create an opportunity and I, I want to empower people mm -hmm. to, to know they can make a different choice. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stay in survival mode all your life. Right? When you create a different choice where you can mm -hmm. respond 
and not just react, right? Just take a moment, even mm-hmm. if it's if it's three or five seconds, or if it's, you know what? I don't need to react to this thing right now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna feel the reaction. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna acknowledge the reaction, but I get to choose how I respond to everything okay. that I experience. And I think being able to take, take ownership over those choices, mm-hmm. hey, I don't have to react. If somebody says something negative to yeah. me, I don't have to respond to You're right. That. You're right. Right. And you that's helping us to. get unstuck. So absolutely. From a from mm-hmm. a cycle of being reactive, of repeating um, mm-hmm. you know, positive I mean negative mm-hmm. habits, if that's what it's leading to. Uh, but really again, creating a habit of studying yourself and getting clear on where you want to be, mm-hmm. who you want to be how you want to live and building up mm-hmm. intentional actions okay, so this that are morning, going to support that, right? I, I'm I sorry, can't imagine so this anybody. Morning, so far mm-hmm. we've spoken about, we've spoken I, about being able to speak um, better words to ourselves, positive words, instead of saying I'm an emotional eater, saying I'm a healthy eater. So we spoke about, you know, speaking words of, um, you know, good stuff, positive things to us in order for us to get unstuck. We've also talked about mindfulness, being very mindful and not just reacting. That's another way of getting unstuck. So what would be another way that we can get unstuck? Yes. So you shared a couple of great, great moments. It's, I think, being intentional about healing and you know, not, not everybody necessarily has traumas specifically, mm-hmm. but there may be events in our lives that we're still holding on to that root us in, in our identity. So being intentional about healing, what is what does healing look like, right? So from a physical standpoint, if you if you cut yourself, right, you're going to stop and go mm-hmm. treat that wound, right? But oftentimes what we, we do in adults as adults is when we were when we were younger or other mm-hmm. in, in earlier points in our lives, we may have experienced something but never stopped to deal with it. And so anytime we're triggered by a similar experience, all right, and for example, I, I'll use the example when I was when I was seven years mm-hmm. old, <laughs> all right. Uh, I had this idea that oh okay I'm I'm gonna have like I'm gonna experience mm-hmm. life as a as a male, but I know that you know my God shows mm-hmm. Himself in all of us, in men and women, right? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have the life or experience of a woman. So I need to get to know that side of God okay. through other women, right? And it came from a very pure sense. And so this one day in second grade, I I came home. I told my grandmother, you know, mm-hmm. I got 31 <laughs> girlfriends, right? I counted all the, all the girls that I knew in second grade <laughs> and said to myself, I'm mm-hmm. going to get to know God through these other people that are, that God has placed around me, right? Okay. That That's how I was thinking about it. And when my mom came home from work and she shared that, um, I shared it with her. Now, she wasn't necessarily being mindful of my state Mm -hmm. she was in her own mind in her own Mm -hmm. zone she's got her own responsibilities 
um, but maybe in a in a playful way, she reacted and said, "Oh, oh, I gotta look out for him. He might be a womanizer. He might become a womanizer." At seven, right? Now that that's not a a, a dig at my mom, my mother. But what I what I realized some years later was that what she was saying to me was not something that a, she was she was being mindful of at the time. It wasn't even something that she remembered. Because right, it, it didn't have that kind of impact on her, but me at seven, yeah. I didn't know what that word meant. So I looked it up, and from that point on, I made a decision that I wasn't going to become what now, that she definition didn't, was. She didn't realize, right. she didn't I didn't realize know what that was, but I learned. Labeling, or she wasn't labeling you. She would, yeah. She, she didn't. didn't realize it because if. Yeah, it wasn't, it was, it was, it was just yeah. something, it was just a thought that passed through her mind, and. You know, but how she was done with it do, after that. But for you know, me, we as people say things like that, and little kids don't realize. You know what? What are you talking about, Mama? Just because I know what I'm talking about, that little right. kid may be like, "What is a womanizer?" You know, is that a bad thing? Yeah. Right, and it took me nearly twenty twenty eight years to realize that. At seven, mm. I had taken that personally. Yeah. She didn't mean it personally to me, but I had taken it personally. And I had built a whole identity around not becoming, yeah. you know, the type of person that would take advantage of me. I, I simply wanted to know my creator better. Wow. Through the people who experienced yeah. life in a different way. And it took me some time to be able to, but it, it created like a rift between me and my mother for years. I didn't trust her judgment of me because yeah. I felt judged in that moment by something I shared. And so it, it took me going back and doing the work to heal, to recognize A, mm -hmm. she didn't mean it personally. B, I was a child and I took it personally Yeah, exactly. and I wasn't wise enough not to at the time. But as an adult, I am wise enough to recognize that's not, it helped me in a lot of positive ways, exactly. but it didn't have to hurt my and relationship. And you know what? That's what trauma. Trauma does that to us. Right. I hear this every week in that. Room. It does. You know, things that happened when we were younger. Maybe the parent didn't intend for us to take mm -hmm. it the way we did, or they didn't realize we were accepting that information in as a negative, and we've held that trauma in our bodies yes. all of these years. Oh yeah, and it it seeps into our thoughts. Mm -hmm. It seeps into our decisions. It seeps into our relationships, right? It seeps into mm -hmm. how we how we view ourselves, our self esteem, and so I, I think to get unstuck, I think it's it's so so valuable, you know, to work with a a, a mentor or a therapist yeah. uh, or even a, a coach to get to grow your awareness because exactly. we all have blind spots, right? So get with someone who can see those yeah. parts of you that maybe you don't see, right? Who can ask you some questions on, well, why do you always, exactly. why, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Why do you believe that, right? And begin to shift how you see yourself to say, okay, when I was mm -hmm. a child, I thought as a child, but now that I'm a, I'm a man, I can think differently about these things. I can think as a man and realize that Mm -hmm. That I don't have to take things personally, right? 
a great book um, that can help you is help help okay. a lot of people is the four agreements by um i want to say don miguel ruiz phenomenal you know and those four agreements he lay out is is one okay is be impeccable with your word which essentially means don't speak anything that would harm you don't speak anything that would be a sin against you right if you don't strive to live a gluttonous life don't speak thoughts or ideas that would lead to gluttony right like i'm an unhealthy eater or you know i don't like to work out you're right those are thoughts that would harm you if you if you acted them out and it starts with saying it and you're then right. the actions it's, typically it's like follow. If I say I don't like to work out, so that's that's one of the first ones. I don't ones. like to work out. Oh, yeah. Then I'm not running to the gym. You know, I have to say, you know, working out is really beneficial to me, and it's important that I work out in order to keep my body mm -hmm. functioning the way it should. And that's the mindset I need to have. Yeah. Yeah, I I like being I like having a functional body. I like being able to get up and move. I like not having pain, <laughs> right? And so what are the actions yeah, that are going exactly. to lead to that, right? What are the actions going to lead to that identity? Well, it's, it is getting up early or it is mm -hmm. exercising and eating healthier, right? It is um, getting support, you know, whether mm -hmm. in, a, in a, a trainer or a coach or a nutritionist and, and finding out what are those things that are going to help you to live the quality of life that you desire. And I think another one, and I don't want to spoil it because I definitely encourage people to read that book, but another one is like, don't take things personally. I'm going <laughs> to share three of them. Actually, I'm end up sharing all four of them because it's just, it's so powerful. So the, the four agreements, again, be impeccable with your word, which essentially okay. means don't speak anything against yourself. Um, don't make assumptions, right? That oftentimes we don't allow ourselves to gather enough okay. information because we're afraid to ask questions. That's something that's, again, been conditioned from a young age. And so if you don't ask enough questions, you don't gather enough information to be able to make the decision. Just enough information. You don't have to ask and, and continue to overanalyze, but ask mm -hmm. enough questions to be able okay. to get the information you need for clarity. Right? So don't make assumptions. If you're not clear on something, ask the question. And that can eliminate some of the pain because oftentimes our assumptions are attached to certain expectations. And when those expectations aren't met, we don't mm -hmm. take accountability for the assumptions we made, but we, we, we end up placing blame on someone for not fulfilling exactly. an expectation that exactly. they didn't even know existed because of what we assume. So that's another way to get yourself to get out of being stuck mm -hmm. in certain situations. Like don't make assumptions about it. Ask more questions. Um, the third one is take not the person. Like each and every one of us is living our own lives and are making decisions based okay. on typically what's best for us, or at least what we perceive is best for us. Even when we're saying we're doing things for others, there's some sort of joy okay. or benefit that comes to us from doing that. And so not taking things personally that others say mm -hmm. or do is recognizing they're making decisions based on exactly. their experience, not on mine. That's not saying that people aren't considerate but recognizing that their considerations first are for them. So if someone, like like I said, I gave the example, when, when she made that comment, mm -hmm. it wasn't about me. It was about experiences exactly. that she had had. Because I mean, mm -hmm. we had these conversations over years 
and I was able to put some pieces together. Like, why would you even say or think something like that? But that was her for experience. Yourself? You know, mm-hmm. and that was her experience, right. her trauma that was projected. And because of fear, toward and it me. was fear though. But it had nothing she to do with me. She was afraid that if she didn't stop the habit, that you could become. So she was she was trying to protect right. you and, and yeah. maybe it wasn't even even intentional mm-hmm. but yeah something that subconsciously bled out as a way yeah. to protect me man and i, yeah. I never even as thought about mother, it from that point of you view, know a lot right? of things i've said and done that i was trying to protect actually it, it they you know my kids felt hurt from it and you know my in order for them to heal Mm -hmm. and that's what i want to encourage parents and just people in general when someone comes to you with a trauma that they feel like you caused listen listen and acknowledge them acknowledge their Mm -hmm. pain and i remember my son coming to me and he told me some things that i said to him when he was little and i listened to him and i said i'm so sorry david i'm so sorry and just being able to acknowledge he was free from it you know but what happens is when we're not ready Mm -hmm. for it we get defensive oh i didn't mean it like that why you know why you took it that way and but if we just take we make it about ourselves and we make it about ourselves and just say that was your pain i have to acknowledge your pain i'm here to listen to you you know so yeah yeah, this is good stuff (laughs) It's it's so interesting too. So when we think about trauma and healing, uh, when it comes to emotional wounds, we don't treat them the same. Oftentimes, oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say we don't. We I've seen I've often seen that we don't treat emotional mm-hmm. or mental mm-hmm. trauma or harm, harm the same way we do physical. You know, if if somebody rolled their ankle or you know got a cut on their arm, we won't look at their arm and. Say, if mm-hmm. they came and said, hey, I got a cut on my arm, we won't rea- react and say, well, yeah. I didn't put it there. Exactly. Like that's what, that would be a defensive response. Hey, I rolled my ankle. Well, <laughs> well, I didn't knock you over. Yeah. Right? But when it comes to, to mental or emotional trauma, we tend to react. The same way, yeah. We're like, I didn't do it. We, you know, there's a tendency yeah. for people to act because defensively. We, be, yeah, because we don't want to hurt Instead somebody. of saying, hey, exactly. well, what, what do you need yeah. from me? What do you need from me to hmm and we we receive it as a judgment exactly. and that comes from judging ourselves right that's all that's also all what he talks about like playing a victim and and making judgments and judging others You're it's right. like that power is not even ours it's not even in our power to judge right we we attempt to judge but ultimately like we're, we're not the final ones who make the rulings on on the quality of our lives here so that's where we have mm-hmm. to practice acceptance, right? Acceptance of everything that we experience. Acknowledgement, right, can help you move forward. If you don't acknowledge things, it's, it's, right. that's what's going to get you stuck. If you don't seek resolution, if you don't seek to resolve, right, when mm-hmm. people are bringing it up, they're looking for a resolution. They're not looking to, to be turned away. And, you know, it also sets away. you free also, you know? When right. that person comes to you and say, you know, Absolutely. back in 1970, you hurt me when you said this. <laughs> and, you know, I'll probably be like, oh, I don't even remember that. But, you know, once that person starts telling you what happened and you'd be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it like that, you know. But that person took it that way. 
So we got to be so very, very mindful of how we, you know, interact with people once we realize that they're having trauma. And we, you know, especially if we can do something to help them get out of it, you know. And sometimes people just want you to hear them. Absolutely. Acknowledge them, you know. That's it. Just the acknowledgement that you, Mm -hmm. whether intentionally or unintentionally, you created some harm and take responsibility for it, to own it. Like, you know what? I wasn't aware Mm -hmm. of what I, of what that did to you. You know, I I take ownership of it. I apologize Mm -hmm. because those were my words or those were my actions. And I trust that I haven't Mm -hmm. you know, created any additional harm. Uh, And and we can grow and we can heal through this, that we can move, uh, not move past it, but grow beyond it. Right. That we can, this we can is such heal great, it, that we great can resolve information, it. Culture, obey. I don't want to hold you all day. You know, just let me know when, you know, when it's time for you to get off. Because I could just listen to what you're saying all day. This is good stuff. Okay. Well, we, we've got a couple of minutes. we got a couple of minutes. I say we can close it out at 930. And uh, I'm definitely going to work on fixing this this live event so that we can you know get together yeah and this, this has been more. really it's really been a good. pleasure so i want um, you to keep going I'm, i keep interrupting you <laughs> <laughs> no it's all right so um one of the things that you you shared with me about this topic about getting unstuck is decluttering the ideas and i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on this idea of decluttering um and you can imagine, right, if you, you're in a home and there's stuff everywhere and you, you're like piled up to the ceiling and you can't move, right, then it could be, it could be really difficult to move around, really difficult to make any kind of progress to get where you need to go or where you want to be mm-hmm. uh, and do the things that you desire to do. So this idea of decluttering, um, unfortunately, everything that we experience in life isn't material. Right? As a matter of fact, I would say mm-hmm. most of what we experience in life is immaterial. Right? It's difficult to see the amount of energy mm-hmm. that you're burning in a day. That's mental, physical, emotional. Right? Okay. That, that requires mindfulness. You know, a constant awareness of the state that you're in. For example, if you say, man, am I, am I calm? Am I peaceful right now? Or am I a little anxious? Am I manic? Right? Is that something that you're even aware of? Do you know what it feels like? Right? Or do you just get used to that kind of stress? And not even realize it's something that's, that's causing you to slow down. When you feel exhausted, are you being are you aware of the things that are creating that mm-hmm. that state for you right whether it be your thoughts whether it be your physical activities uh, it could be your environment so this idea of decluttering um i think is really mm-hmm. really really valuable to again work with somebody to unpack what it is that's going on in your life when you feel like things are slowing down right now, there's going to be natural ebbs and flows in life, right? It doesn't make sense to sprint through life because you will you will burn out, <laughs> right? Mentally, you'll burn out. Physically, you will burn out, 
right? And that's a very, very unhealthy and uncomfortable feeling, but also an unhealthy state to be in, right? You think of like a rabbit when he's running from a fox, mm -hmm. like their heart would give out when you're just going, going, going. Um, and that could come from, from running around with a whole lot of stress. It's like creating more work mm -hmm. for yourself than, than is necessary, right? When you have to put forth, you know, our minds are naturally designed to ease the load that is on us, right? That's what habits, habit forming is all about. It's doing things repeatedly so mm -hmm. that it, it becomes nearly automatic. And the reason it becomes automatic is because your brain creates, you know, mm -hmm. pathways and connections to, to simplify doing those things that like brushing your teeth. When you wake up, mm -hmm. you probably have a routine to brush your teeth. You know, mm -hmm. you pull out the toothbrush, you may rinse it, mm -hmm. put toothpaste on it with the same hand, right? I can go through the routine right now. And then you brush, mm -hmm. you know, the bottom, yeah, and then so the bottom, and then you go thought, to the top. Yeah, you don't top, right? behind it. And you don't even think about it. There's no thought because it's something that you've done repeatedly. So our minds have this tendency to, to want to create ease. And so if you feel like you're constantly working mentally, physically, uh, it's a sign that, well, sign of a couple of things. Either you're, you're constantly putting yourself mm -hmm. in challenging situations, which is, mm -hmm. is beneficial to growth if you're learning the lesson. Uh, but it could also mean that you're carrying mm -hmm. unnecessary mm -hmm. load, right? Um, that you're constantly in a, in a dynamic environment where there isn't like a natural peaceful right. flow always to in fight or flight yeah you may be operating in a that you know that goes back to that being reactive so uh really starts with assessing and asking yourself man what are the things that mm -hmm. are creating clutter in my life what are the things that are creating and i like this word resistance mm -hmm. right because resistance is something that i think okay. we can easily detect when we grow in awareness of ourselves. For example, you know that when you walk up the stairs, yeah. you're gonna experience some resistance, right? It it takes a little more work to walk upstairs right. than it does to walk on a flat surface. So that's an example of resistance. Um, what's another example? To, to exercise, to work out, right? It, it takes nothing to get out of the bed, but you may experience a little resistance if you know when you get up and move around and you got to like warm your body up when your body's not warm yet it, it takes a little exactly. bit for it to get into to motion at the same time if if you stay in bed for a long period of time your muscles will begin to atrophy mm -hmm. and you'll feel resistance getting up You're because right. your muscles haven't been active right so i think resistance is something that we can we can identify pretty plainly um, and it's anything that, that works in, in opposition to us, right? And there's always resistance around us. I think the laws of physics say, you know, every, um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So we actually, we live in a state where there's constant resistance. When we stand on the ground, the ground pushes back up against us. When we walk through the air, the air, you know, pushes against us. If you were swimming in a pool, right? The, the friction in the water exactly. is constantly pushing against us. So learning to recognize where there's resistance 
in your life and identifying how much resistance, you know, is, is normal and how much resistance is okay. a little abnormal, right? When that resistance is heightened, it can help you identify times or moments where you may need to address the source of those resistance. You know, it could be declutter. It could be something that you're not dealing with mentally. It could be, you know, an experience or a, a belief that you have, you know, with respect to somebody. Mm -hmm. So many things that can cause resistance. Anything that's going to get you to second think instead of just, oh, okay, this okay. is an automatic immediate action. Like when you're hungry, you don't, you get up and you, you go find food. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time. <laughs> when you, yeah. You want to eat, you, you get up and find food, right? But sometimes, sometimes <laughs> exactly. we need to create resistance in order to curb negative habits. It's like, okay, am I hungry or am I, or am I thirsty? So, yeah. right. Or am I stressed? Yeah. Okay. And I know that chemically eating food is going to, it's gonna, you know, produce that happy drug in your, in your body, that wow. oxytoxin that makes you feel good yeah. for the moment. Yeah, for the moment. But it's like taking a drug. It's like taking a drug to get a quick high, but then you come back right. down and you haven't resolved anything. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, wow. I guess we can we can leave it at that. Oh you know, God! You want to do a recap oh, it, of some it, of the things we shared? About so much. <laughs> we talked about speaking good words to ourselves, be positive instead of speaking negatively about you know our situation. We talked about being mindful and not just reacting, right? We talked about you know pushing past negative words that maybe was spoken to us and being able to address them, to seek counseling and therapy, you know, to figure out what are those thoughts that we have that could be keeping us stuck, you know, in trauma. We talked about decluttering, you know, decluttering, you know, whatever it is that's keeping us stuck. Even if it's, you know, organizing our home or, you know, organizing our lives, you know, uh, we talked about oh my goodness we talked about like, so many things you know you're just amazing amazing and we talked about the um, yeah we talked about the four it. you may have to help me with this the four agreements the four agreements uh, it is a transformational transformational text and it's not it's a really short read i think it's maybe uh 90 Maybe okay. a, a hundred pages, less than 200 pages, or maybe right around 200 pages. But it's a really, really quick read, but I think it's dense. It's something that you can really focus on to shift, again, the words that you use, the thoughts that you have, the assumptions and beliefs, um, as well as personal emotions. And I didn't share the fourth one oh, is uh, always yeah. do your best, right? And so recognizing, yeah, recognizing that our best can change from day to day, from moment to moment. But when we always give our best effort, right, that we remove the opportunities to place judgment on ourselves or to play the victim, right? When you feel like you've done your best, like wow. you, you're not concerned about what anyone else says or does. Like, I, I gave my best. And I think and my that's, best a good, is yep, that's a good place right? for us I to am end enough. it. You know, I am enough. I am enough. Oh, yeah. 
And so, Coach Obey, can you give us how we can contact you? Give us all your contact information. Absolutely. So you can find me on uh, social media platforms at Coach underscore Bakar. That's B-A-K-A-R. Uh, Coach Common Spelling. Um, on Instagram, TikTok, or you can find me at uh, on Facebook and LinkedIn at Bakar O. It's my middle initial, last name <laughs> Bay. <laughs> so looking forward to, to connecting with people, learning more about, you know, what are some things that you, some challenges, some struggles that you've had uh, that you're working to overcome. And yeah, please, definitely reach out if you'd like to learn some wonderful. simple ways please to overcome. Please reach out to him and we're going to put his contact information in the, in the link on this page. And um, I'm just so excited that he's decided to help us out every month. Um, just give us some good information and he is a blessing. He really is a blessing and he's so, so good at what he does. So please reach out that. to him. You know, don't go without getting some type of assistance, some type of therapy. You know, coaches are great because, you know, they're not like, you know, you have to go into the office and this and that. You know, you just call him. You call him and just sit down and talk to him. And, you know, he's going to help you strategize, you know, plans that you can do to get into a better place and to become unstuck. So thank you so much, Coach Obey. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And I encourage you definitely stay tuned in to Bridget's uh, Soul Shine, Bridget, and um, on Find Her Clubhouse, you know, to get yes. some support with healing yeah. through your trauma. It's critical work that thank you're doing. You. So I'm, I'm grateful yeah, Clubhouse that you're doing that. And thank you, man. Guys, because there's so many different um, rooms you can go into and so many very great speakers and people who are like Coach Obey, who are coaches and different types of things. So that's a good place for, you know, just to connect with people. So, but thank you so much. And I'm Bridget with Morning Soul Shine. And I think it's on your end that you're gonna have to end it. <laughs> but thank you so much. You too, thank you. So have a great one. Bye.